Hello, this is Walnut Grove Baptist Church's podcast. We are in Carthage, Texas, and that is in Panola County. Our pastor is Reverend David P. Mitchell, and our Sunday school teacher, our Bible study teacher, is Deacon Glenn Wade. But thank you so much for joining us, and you'll be joining this uh, current episode that's in progress. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come tonight. Thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for those that are gathered. Thank you for those that are come from far and near to share with us on tonight. Let it be a word for your people, uh, people for your word. Bless the teacher, bless the student. Let it be receptive to your word. Get a teacher knowledge uh, from on high. Bless, heal, and deliver. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Uh, from Second Corinthians, uh, a Bible study will come. Second Corinthians uh, four sixteen through eighteen, and uh, the other section is Second. Uh, Corinthians 5, 1 through 8, and 9 and 10. When we think about the Apostle Paul's writing, he had broke the first Corinthians, and uh, the Apostle has just departed from Ephesus because of the turmoil and, and persecution by some of the Jews, and Paul's life was in extremely danger. Upon departing Ephesus, the apostle was to went to Taurus, and he, he had sent word to Titus to meet him there. Titus was the one about the news to Paul or how the Episcopal of the first Corinthians had been received. But Paul uh, was undergoing a, in a, in a, in a lot of oppression of his spirit. Uh, he left Taurus and went to Macedonia where he met Titus. A report from Titus brought some joy to, to the apostle uh, when he learned that his first letter was received by the Corinthians real good. But then he got news uh, about uh, some of the other things that, that, that brought him down. And we find out that when we deal with uh, the ministry, there's so many things that the devil can do to bring us down. Uh, Paul had learned that uh, he was suffering from, first from persecution. And we all know that he uh, is well familiar with persecution because he was one of the ones who used to persecute the, the Christians his own self and now he's been persecuted uh, in, in many of the same ways that he used to persecute other people he paid, or did to Peter and the rest of the apostles now he's getting some of that same persecution but other than that he's also getting uh, attacked from his enemy he's accused of being a coward for not coming to some of his um, uh Places where he had founded Christianity, and uh, he was uh, accused of, of raising money and not being uh, 
doing it for the right reason. In other words, someone was believing that he was uh, not using the money for what it was supposed to be for, causing him dishonesty. Some even accused him of being insane. Uh, some uh, had to say that he was not familiar with the law uh, as applied to uh, Mosaic law. They uh, they was saying he was not sincere in his teaching. They accused him of so many things, and and uh, uh, all the accusations after a while it'll, it'll start to bring you down, and especially when you you know in your heart that you're doing everything you can uh, to to do the glory that God has, has has assigned you to do. And Paul was a great minister for for the apostles. Jesus said when when he uh, when he first told went to Ananias and then told him he said he's going to be a great sportsman for me. Uh, he told him to 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 be, to be good to him, train him, because Paul was going to do a great good work. And and no one more, wrote more books in the in the New Testament than Paul. So Paul is a great minister. But no matter how great you are, these these toils and and, and tribulations and all these things have a tendency to bring you down. So Paul wanted to, people to understand that uh, when you go through these things, uh, uh, don't don't give up on doing what God has assigned you to do. Uh, he's concluded that the glue that holds the ministry together is hope, and this hope makes the uh, makes you see beyond what the present stresses uh, uh, of. of the body is going through the fighting, the struggling, the dealing with the assault of men. Uh, it's, it's hope that pushes us on in the face of opposition. The hope says to the minister of the gospel that the benefits is, is at the end. It's not the journey or, or what's in between, but it's the benefits at the end that, that makes this fight worth doing. So it's the hope that causes us to go on, even in, in the midst of everything that's going on. Uh, but when there's uh, false statements and and, and and accusation against us uh, endangers us being able to to preach the word the way it should be taught or uh, preached, then uh, we must defend ourselves. And so Paul writes this uh, in this Second Corinthians. He includes uh, uh, some passages about how we can deal with all that. He says in verse sixteen. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet our inward man is renewed day by day. So the apostle is, is addressing the problem he faces in carrying out his ministry. He's declaring that he is sustained by something greater than just the uh, deeds of his adversary or the support of his comrades. He has a, 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 a higher understanding, and, and what sustains him is the power of God that fortifies him to endure without giving up. So when he talks about for which this cause we faint not, he's saying we faint not is is, is that we're not going to quit. We're not going to turn back. Uh, it gives us the, we can face these situations and come through them successfully. Uh, many obstacles would try to derail us from our mission, but to, but to remain faithful to the assignment, uh, we we, uh, God has put us it to do help us get through the hardships, all the pain, the injuries, the hostility. Uh, so 
these stress uh, that's associated with doing the ministry of God, they can overwhelm you. But Paul says that the power of God has fortified him to endure uh, through it all and be able to go on. And he talks about, but though the outward man perish. And, and what he's talking about is that this meaning here is, is referring to the physical body, the outward man. Uh, uh, all this, uh, this old physical body is but a vapor. He says, he's here today and gone tomorrow. So the uh, mortal man will, will fade away. This old body, from the time we are born, it starts to fade away. And and it's a continuous process until we we die. It's constantly erosion. Uh, you'd be surprised how many pains I got now that I didn't have when I was a young man. But all this uh, old body is 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 slowly fading away. But 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 that's because this is a moral body and 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 it's a body of this world. But he says yet the inward man is renewed by, day by day and. And what he's talking about at the uh, inward man is seen in the fact that it is renewed day by day in the fact that it is the spiritual man. Spiritual man will never fade away. It's another way that of God assuring us of eternal security of the believer. In other words, he promises us that we will have eternal life with him. So the spiritual man will never fade away. In verse 17, Paul talks about for our light of fiction which is but a moment working for us, a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So Paul gives us a glimpse of some of them uh, things that he's been through. He says for our light of fiction. And we all know that if we studied anything about Paul, we know that Paul have not had light of fiction. Paul have had some turmoils in his life. He suffered with a wound. He's been in danger and contempt. He's been stoned. He's been in tar and weaknesses. He's in, 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 at land, at sea. He, he's called. He's had many afflictions throughout his life. Uh, he's been running most of his life. When he went to different places, many times he was ran out of the city. And, and so in reality, these experiences was everything but light of fiction. And Paul says, uh, in the mind, uh, in his mind, uh, his compared to, to, to when he compared to what's going to happen when we get to heaven, it it, it, it doesn't matter. It just it's just small things compared to that. Uh, the glory of heaven will make all these experiences worth it. So he's he's saying that uh, these things is light compared to where it's going to be when we get to heaven. By light of fiction. Paul realized that he was not the only one that was going to face these afflictions. Jesus makes it plain. He said, if they persecute me, they'll persecute you. And as one of his divine uh, uh, ministers, uh, they was going to persecute him. But that doesn't stop him from going on with his assignment. Know that, uh, that Paul makes a comparison. He compares the, the present with the future. Compared a moment with eternity. He compared, he called this a light. He compared that lightness to weight. He compares affliction to glory. So he, he letting you know that these little things that we're suffering right now, that, that doesn't mean anything compared to the, the glory that we're going to have when we get to heaven. But which, which is but a moment. 
So he compared our time, our affliction, with eternity. Uh, what we're going to do with the Lord. Years ago, now he joins the rare and reunites. He's right now going to call that Jordan. Life is but a moment. So when we realize that we can spend a whole life, and and when it comes to the the amount of time we're going to spend in eternity, that is but a moment. So it says, work is for us a far more exceedingly eternal weight of glory. And that's a no. When we get to heaven, we will no longer be taking a hot risk of a struggle we had here on earth. Scripture says that old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So it'll be worth the struggle in this life to receive the peace uh, of God that passes all understanding in heaven. Uh, mm-hmm. It is worth it to have not uh, this life for, for the riches that was laid up for in heaven. Uh, the, the, uh, it's worth being slandered, falsely accused, rejected in this life to gain the blessing and acceptance divine favor of God and honor that he has set for us when we get to heaven. Paul says in 18, for while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Paul says that the true servant of God do not pursue the things of this life, but rather the things of the life which God has in heaven. Now, now, make no mistake, Paul is not saying we ain't supposed to work. Paul definitely said, Paul said, if you don't work, you don't eat. So he's not saying that. But what he means is that we shouldn't get so tied up in the things of this world that that we don't pursue uh, the eternal life. And the scripture says, seek you first the kingdom of heaven and all his righteousness and all the other things be added unto you. So we can't get caught up in, in the material things of this world. So while we look not at the things which are seen, but things which are not seen. So the true servant of God lives by the wisdom of God. He understands that this world is not our resting place. Uh, and because it's not, we need to keep our eyes on God and, and the things of heaven. And, and, and apply God's wisdom. God Wilson will will lead us through this world and prepare us for the world to come. While we look not at things which are seen, for things which are uh, seen are temporal. So what he's saying in in, in that is that that which is temporal uh, is talking about physical. It's limitation. It's the things of this world, uh, and all these things of this world will one day cease. Uh, temporal things that will not have everlasting existence. Uh, even this old body, the best thing this old body can do is see us to the grave, but it can't see us anywhere beyond that. So all these things are temporal things, but at the things which are not seen, uh, uh, these are the things that's eternal. That which is spiritual is forever and cannot be destroyed. God has promised us eternal life. That would never be lost, destroyed, or removed. He, uh, we will live with God throughout eternity. In eternity, there is no beginning and no ending. It is forever, and we will be with God forever. So he has promised us, uh, Paul says, and, and, and when I'm uh, distressed and, uh, and I'm 
all broken down. All these things have been, uh, I, I look back on knowing that God has promised me eternal life that, that's going to be, I'm going to enjoy for eternity. Because if you live to be 100, it's only a small amount of time compared to eternity. Right. Then Paul started looked at uh thing that helps support you in your ministry. But he says, For we know that if our eternal house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternity in heaven. A true discernment of God knows that this body is limited in its ability to house the soul of to house the soul of man forever. The body, though it grows when it enters, when we enter this life, it begins to fade away. So it, it, it's only going to be here for a while. But we know if our earthly house of this tabernacle were destroyed, dissolved, we know that this is the physical body, and it dies in decay. It will return from dust it came, and dust we will return. So we will go back to where we came from, which is dust. We have a building of God. And and, and 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 we shouldn't get misled on that when he says we have a building of God because this body that we're in now is also one he built. But he has another building for us that will last at eternity. This body that he gave us now will not last for eternity. But but he has another building for us that 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 he that will last for eternity. And in house made, not made with hand, eternity in heaven. So this is speaking of, uh, the, speaking of, 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 of a body for the, the dwelling of the soul. The body is immortal, eternal, and incorruptible. The apostle is also teaching us that there is a resurrection, meaning that the soul will live after uh, we die. He believed that we would created to live forever, either in heaven with God, and some will live forever separated eternity from God. So it lets us know that when we enter this so-called death, we go in one place or the other. Then he talks about what some of the things we go through. It says, for for in this we groan, earnestly designed to be clothed with our house, which is in heaven. In this life, we're, we're, we're surrounded by many infirmities. We, we're exposed to many trials. Uh, um, and we're in a state of discipline and affliction. Uh, we experience all kind of uh, transition, and then we go through so many things. Uh, for this, we groan. Uh, this is speaking of our body, all the, the trauma that we encounter. The body is subject to all kind of pain and, and, and suffering, disease and weaknesses, and all these things of this world. Uh, it, it, sometimes it seems like it's a, a wine. Or, or they talk, many talk about it being like a, a, a wine press pressing down on us, and, and it seems like sometimes it's, in, it's hard for us to, to deal with it. And Satan has, has put this on us to because uh, he don't want us to, to seek the kingdom of heaven. We groan because our afflictions are not easy. One of the things that, that they always talked about, when, when especially when you see the Ten Commandment movie, they always talked about the children of Israel were dying in Egypt 
groaning because of their affliction that the Egyptians were putting on them. Just like God delivered them out of their affliction, he also going to deliver us out of our affliction. Uh, just like he brought them out, out of uh, Egypt, he's going to bring us, us into a, a heavenly place. And, but in spite of the fact that when we go through these struggles, uh, uh, it, it makes us a better soldier for the Lord. In the midst of them, we, oh, we still grow because it's painful to our body. And he said, honestly designed to be closed with our house, which is in heaven. The house which we not dwell in this physical body is not the house we prefer. God says, I go away and prepare a place for you. In my father's house is many mansions. If it was not true, I would not have told you so. So he's already prepared for us a house uh, for mm-hmm. us to come to. A house uh, not made with hands. It's, it's eternity in heaven. And that is the house that we're seeking. There will be no pain, no sorrow, no uh, bad things in this house. This house that he's prepared for us, uh, the eternal house, will be nothing but uh, joy. And serving the Father, he says, "If it be, if so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. We must prepare for in this life for the life to come. Unprepared souls will be considered naked when they appear before the judgment, because they hadn't been, they didn't prepare for, for uh, uh, in this life for the life that that is that we are going to go to. God has." Has prepared every saint a new body, an incorruptible, immortal body that we are going to go to if we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So if we be that being clothed, if so be that being clothed, it is in death we are so corruptible. Uh, but it is in it in the resurrection we will be clothed with the spiritual body, raised incorruptible. In other words, this corruptible body cannot uh, be with God. It's too sinful. But we'll be raised in incorruptible body. In other words, we wash with the blood of the Lamb. We shall not be found naked. Those that have not placed their faith in the Lord are not justified. Thus, they are unsaved. Uh, so they will not have a proper, when you talk about clothing, they will not have a proper uh, garments on. And we'll be separated from those that do have a proper dress. The unbeliever will be turned naked, for they will not have the proper garments. But the saved will be clothed in the proper uh, attire. For we that are in the tabernacle do grow, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothes upon, that mortality might be swallowed up in life. The natural body is exposed to a continuous burden that increased with years. Our old fleshly body in time will just deteriorate, as I said before, and and it'll be crumbled with age. And I think the, the saints talked about it in the Old Testament when they said it's like a flower that blossoms and soon fades away. So we'll fade away. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan being burdened. And it's talk about it. the tabernacle speaks of the nitro body. And when you talk about a tabernacle, 
reason I, I I believe that they use that term tabernacle is Moses when he was going through the wilderness. He called Moses established what's called the tabernacle of Moses, which was kind of like uh, the sanctuary. But a tabernacle in that time, Moses moved it many times. Like the tabernacle, the natural body is subject to being torn down, disassembled, and moved to a new location. So when he talks about this tabernacle was the housing for, the, uh, in the Old Testament, was the t- housing for the ark. And that's where the ark was kept in the tabernacle. Uh, but this uh, tabernacle, this old tabernacle that we're in now is going to be torn, it's torn down. And we're going to move uh, to a new a new body. Uh, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up in life. So we do not wish for death to be or to return to being unsaved. So we would not have to live this life always facing trials and affliction. So it's, it's our willingness to go be with the Lord, but not because of so much because of our suffering and affliction. It's because we have a higher purpose, and our higher purpose is to be with the Lord and experience the joys of heaven that God has prepared for us. So, uh, death is a part of, of how we're going to regain uh, the opportunity to be with God again. Now he has wrought for us the self-same thing in God who has who also has given us the earnest of the spirit. So Paul is, is stating it a, 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 another way. And what he's saying is we are made of God for the purpose of preparing in this life for the life to come. We endure friction as a good soldier is not to become weary in what we are doing and, and quit, but to stay uh, focused to the task. Not that we have rocked for us or the self-same thing in God. We are given an opportunity to prepare in this life for the life uh, in the uh, in heaven, uh, one of the things that many theologians believe is that we're not preparing uh, people uh, good enough in the church these days for the life that are, uh, that is going to be in heaven. If we get caught up in so many things that not about salvation, we take away from salvation, and salvation. Is, is what we should be teaching and and preparing people for how to get to heaven. Who also has given us the earnest of the spirit. So God says the earnest, in other words, has the meaning of like a realtor who receives a payment on property with the understanding that the remaining price or promise will be paid. God has given us the Holy Spirit. Is guaranteed that he will fulfill the requirements of his contract. God has promised that heaven is our home and our resting place. So God has given us uh, an assurance that we have a place that we're going to go to when this old life is, 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 is done. Therefore, we also, we always have confidence knowing that 
while we are at home in in the body, we are in absence from the Lord. The true servant of God is always full of confidence. And confidence is the fact that uh, he believed, has faith that God is going to take care of. It does not mean that we won't experience setbacks or failures or trouble or, or moments of weakness. Uh, but in the midst of all that, our faith and our, is our confidence that sees us through all kinds of situations. Therefore, we always have confidence. We find a way to be joyous in the midst of our trials. Our trials cannot defeat us. Trouble cannot derail us. Problems cannot stop us from our forward progress. Uh, it is because with God, he is our way and make a way. He is a way maker. So even though we're going through all these things, God has made has always made a way. While we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. As long as we are in this flesh, uh, we keep out the presence of the Lord. Uh, so we are striving in heaven. We, we will only experience the good. For no bad thing will be alive there. So uh, we we are absent from the Lord and that we can't take this old corruptible body but as long as we have this body. For we walk by faith and not by sight. And uh, to walk is the representative living. And that old song says, I'm on this old pilgrim journey. You know, we're, we're on a journey through this world trying to get to the next world uh, and, and we're, we're traveling and we know that this is not our resting place. We're just coming through here with faith. We cannot, without faith, we cannot envision the, the, the future that God has for us in heaven. With faith, we can see that the streets are paved with gold, the splendor and the beauty and the peace and, and the understanding uh, and with our uh, Faith, we get, we have, we're not able to see that. Uh, we, we, but with faith, we can see all the splendors of heaven and envision that it's a place that we want to be. And not by sight. Sight denotes material things, physically, the things that are temporal. All these characteristics are limited and they fade away. But, but we don't want to live by sight. We want to live by faith. And with faith, we believe that we can do all things. We are confident, I say, in, and will, willingly rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. So we are confident. We have no reason to doubt or be afraid to live with conviction concerning our heavenly future. God has promised it, and it is waiting for our hour. As I quoted before, Jesus said, I go over a firm place for you in my Father's house for many mentions. Now, not been through, I wouldn't have told you so. And we'll rather be absent from the body and be present with the Lord. Of course, we don't want to die in our minds. We don't want to die. We do not desire to die before our time. We, But we know the only way for us to enjoy the blessing of heaven, we must pass through the channel of death. So, uh, we got Martin Luther King that says, I've seen the mountaintop. He wasn't afraid of, of what the death had for him. Wherefore, we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him.
Whether we live or not, we live to please God. Wherefore, the word purple speaks of things spoken before. We labor. And when he talk about we labor, that we work, we 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 strive. We there's nothing that, that, that that's too hard for. We're striving all the time to please to please the Father which are in heaven. So we don't mind a few struggles here because uh, we're striving to please Him. For the present or else, we may be accepted of Him. A true servant does not limit our desire to please God in this life, but we also, in the life to come, it is our nature of a true servant of God to please Him wherever we are. Paul says, if I live, I live for, uh, uh, for Christ. If I die, I'm to be with Christ. So wherever He is, uh, he, he's doing it for Christ. But we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in the body according to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. So we're all going to be judged at the judgment seat. Uh, we're going Christ is going to uh, decide what's going to happen. And that white throne is going to tell us what all of what we've done and all of what's set for us. Uh, but we must all appear before the judgment seat. So the Christian will appear before the judgment seat, not so much uh, as what direction, but uh, the Christian uh, will appear there to determine his, uh, our crowns. In other words, the work we've done here will determine what crowns we're going to receive. And we hopefully that we're going to receive our crown because there's going to be a worship service in heaven. And when we go to that worship service, if you have, have, have worked and received the crown, part of that worship is going to be you're going to cast it at the master's feet. And that's part of the service that, that, that's going to be held in heaven. So we ought to all want to get my, that old lady used to saying in our church, I want to get my crown. We ought to all be out to get our crown. That everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. First uh, Corinthians three twelve through fifteen declares that the believer judgment note that not if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, stable, every man working shall be made manifest, but the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. So in other words, we're all going to go through uh, this trying period, and if, man, if we're going to go through what are we going to receive a war, or what are we going to be cast in the, in the other direction, we're going to all go through a judgment period. God would help us know that we are or to live by faith, which is the hope of a better place and a better life, but not to place our hope in the things of this world, the things that are seen, but rather to place our hope in the uh, in the unseen things of God in heaven, the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are unseen are spiritual and eternal. We ought to look for the eternal. Uh, Whatever done this world gonna pass away. There's heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of the Lord shall remain forever. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what I have. Anybody have any comments? Amen. I was just going to say I was uh, thinking about um, when you were talking about the trials and afflictions or whatever. Uh, it reminds me of the famous uh, verse that everyone knows in Psalms where it says, Jesu, I walk through the valley of death. And um, I um, I once um, was told that when he says walk through the valley of death, we're going to go through we're going to go through uh, trials, tribulations. We're going to go through all of that, you know, and. It's key when he says, as I walk through the valley of shadow death. So as we're going through, we don't want to lay there and wallow in it. You know, we want to walk through it because we know once we get through it, we'll know who brought us through. It also reminds me in James when um, he says, I think it's James 1, when he says, count it all joy. When we're going through our trials, you know, because we know that when we get to the other side, we know who done brought us there. You know, as they always say, you can't have a testimony without having a test, you know. And so um, I just, I, I, I enjoyed the lesson. I really did. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Amen. Anyone else? Uh, great lesson. Uh, thank you, Deacon Wade. And thank you, uh, students. Uh, be confident. And I if you look at the word company, it would be uh, self-assured uh, because uh, you got to have confidence in yourself. And David, to me, uh, can go inside with this with Paul. But David said, you know, sometimes you have to pat your own self on the back and encourage mm -hmm. your own self. And uh, Paul, Paul here is a great example because Paul lived uh, what he's teaching about. He already been through it. And if you look at these outlines, how I lined it up, the first one is shared with us, never give up. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we, we got to understand, uh, just like the young lady just said, we're going to have some trials and tribulations. And I like how the uh, 16th verse said that, uh, for we call, we faint not. And it was telling us, you know, some of us uh, let every wind and doctrine uh, blow us down. And I was sharing with us, uh, I think last Sunday and or whatever uh, about how we ought to be like that tree that's fed by the river water and how tree uh, been through some storms and we as children of God we're gonna go through some storms and Paul was letting us know he been and I think the teacher had said he has already been through that's why he could be a uh, uh, a testimony and he could be because he been through this test and then a uh, second outline said our future identity. Uh, if you uh, live the life, it's gonna show up. It, uh, right. it, because you 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 gonna go through some things, but you know your your walk with Christ is gonna be tested, and it's gonna show up because Paul said that that now for we know, for we know, now a shadow of a doubt, but we know if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and a house not made with hands eternal in heaven. And what Paul is saying there is that I'm working for that other house. I'm working for that other home. Because I know one of these old days that this earthly house, my eyesight going to get a little deal. My steps going to get a little short. But I got something that I'm working for that no man can give me but God. So Paul is saying my future identity if I keep on working, yes, I'm going to fall down on this side, but I got something I can look forward to 
on the other side. Then mm-hmm. in the last hour, I said, always be a good courage. Be of mm-hmm. good courage. Be of good courage. And, and, and the last verse shows us, it, it, it teaches us that for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive uh, these things done in this body, according to that has done, whether it be good or bad. Yes, God's going to judge us according to what we have done. But you got to understand that I can't stand for you, you can't stand for me. That's why I believe uh, uh, John uh, 7, uh, John 7 says, Judge not unless he be judged. How can you get the beam out of you while you got a mold in your own eye? So all of us go through something, but at the end of the day, at the end of our life, and I, I think we said it once before, it's what you have done be, be, uh, the year you was born and that dash at the end of your life. So right. a, we all must appear. So we all got it uh, uh, because we think dying is all. No, after death comes the judgment. So we got to understand, my brothers and sisters, that hey, when you uh, have confidence in yourself and be like Paul was sharing with us, Paul is saying that I've been through the storm, I've been through the rain, but I couldn't give up because I knew someone had brought me through. I knew there was nobody going Even when I wanted to keep me get to church, God, he could have cut me off, but God said, allow me another opportunity. And that's why I'm saying uh, to all of us that, even in our mess, while people being messy, God is in the blessing business. So we got to be careful. God uses who he chooses and chooses who he uses. So you got to be careful how you look at people and how you put your nose on people because God will use anybody. You never thought God would use Paul after all what Paul had done. You never thought God would use David after all what David had done. Look at Moses. God is, is that, that's you and I. We go through something, but we got to be a good comfort. We got to have that assurance that God is still. Don't give up on yourself. A lot of people have gave you up and gave you out. But if you hold on to God's objective, don't give up. Amen. 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 So true. That's a good lesson. Very good. When you said that everybody would stand, you know, stand and account for his own self, uh, he tells us that in, uh, in um, I think it's in uh, Philippians. I think he said, where every knee going to bow. You know, I was talking mm-hmm. to a lady at church, and um, she's atheist. I mean, at, uh, at my work, and she's atheist. And so something had happened at the job, and I guess they're, I guess that's what they say. Instead of, you know, how we all say, oh, we'll pray for you. She would always say, you're in my thoughts, you know, and, you know, and we were talking about the Bible, you know, and I said to myself, I told my mom I wanted to tell her, but I, I just didn't. I just, I said so much and I let it go because one thing about it, like the, the, uh, the uh, gentleman, the brother had said earlier, we all going to uh, appear at, at the feet of, of Jesus. You going to bow now or you going to bow later, but you going to bow. You gone back, you know, and and I've I've had another person that my auntie knew that was atheist, but guess what? She got years later, she got sick, 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 and guess who she started calling on? Jesus. <laughs> and I'm. Oh <laughs> yeah, you want him? 
And as 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 Christians, we have to realize too. Oh, each of you all said some good points, and thank you, brother teacher, for for this wonderful message. But we have Absolutely. to realize too in this journey. You know, some will fall, and and sometimes we fall. Somebody had to help us up. Sometimes along the way, we have to help each other. You know, whenever because mm-hmm. never know what's going to happen in life. But guess what? Mm-hmm. Just as uh, the young lady was saying, uh, you can't have a testimony without a test. That's the mm-hmm. test right there. That's it. Mm-hmm. Don't bypass your blessing, you know, because we're all on this journey. And I believe Deacon Wade said this on this journey. We're all on this journey. We're all striving for something. Mm-hmm. And I think oh, yeah. God said, I pray to the Lord that on this journey, I, 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 I'm able to be on the right side and not on the wrong side. So, and we have to be there for each other to encourage each other. Encourage each other. Yes. Because it is. This is a journey. This is a journey. I was, I was just talking to Keith. You know, just the other day, this is, you can't, you can't sprint this. This ain't no race, you know? And I was uh, explaining to him about when you're running track, you can sprint, you can sprint uh, a mile, you're not going to make it. <laughs> you know, you got to prepare yourself for this thing, you know? Oh, and yeah. I was telling him, this is like a marathon. You know, you got to pace yourself. Because if you sprint your way, you don't find yourself on the side. You know, this is a journey. And that's why he tells us to encourage each other. Because the thing that I'm going through, Sister, you might be going through, I might can tell you something and help you, you know, mm-hmm. and give you some confident words to get you by. Because God, he, God don't know number of power, but Jesus knows. You know, he's our inner self, yeah. you know. And that's why he tells us to encourage each other, because we don't need each other. Yeah. We don't yeah. need each other. This is, this is a, a rough world we're living in. We don't need each other. That's yeah. for sure. You're right. Mm-hmm. Amen. That is. All right. Do what you need to do, Pess. All right. Thank you, uh, Igway, our teacher. Thank you, students. Thank you all for all your input. I want to say again, we thank uh, those that are online tonight and we continue to pray for you all. I want to say uh, welcome to the young lady from Kansas. We thank God for her tonight. Uh, Amen. We thank God for her, uh, her input. And uh, Jakia, thank God for you tonight. Uh, Amen. We, tonight. And uh, this is, uh, as I'm saying, Lynette, uh, Annie, uh, y'all know who I'm trying to say. Uh, <laughs> Sister Lynette. Annette. Okay. All right. So we. we, we <laughs> I get it right one day, okay? But uh, we thank God for our regular. Uh, we ask that you continue to pray for us, pray for each other. Uh, if it's the Lord's will, uh, we'll be back at the church on Sunday morning at the uh, 10 o'clock hour. If all my hearts are clear. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We love you. adore you. Thank you for this word on tonight. Thank you for uh, the teachers. Thank you for the students. Thank you for all that has been said and done on this line tonight. We ask that you let us apply to our daily walk, that we be uh, an example to those that 
looking uh, to see a savior and let us realize we got to uh, be in confidence to ourselves and pat our own self on the back, encourage our own self. Father God, bless mm-hmm. sick children of the Marine family. In Jesus' name we pray. Now may the grace of God, we can hear the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide us. Hence, now and forevermore, shall we all say amen. 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 God bless. God bless. Praying for you all. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Walnut Grove Baptist Church Podcast. If you feel led to do so, you can leave a gift at bit.ly slash walnutgrovegiving. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.